Hello, welcome back to our fourth installment, I think, of the We Called It show. Uh, I'm the host, Philip Call, here with Connor Lucas once again. How are you doing, Connor? Fantastic, Philip. You know, we should have a tagline and a walk-in line like Chris Collinsworth. That's what we should do. We got to think of that next week. We need we need a good intro song. I'm thinking, uh, have you seen Hot Rod? You're the, vo- <laughs> you're, you're the voice. Uh, you know, get the whole riot scene going. Get everyone pumped up for what's going on in here. Uh, Hopefully the listeners of this know what Hot Rod is, because we are very high on that movie. Absolutely. Of course everyone knows who Hot Rod is. And if they don't know what Hot Rod is, they've at least seen the YouTube video of just the riot scene, which is fantastic. All right. (laughs) So last week, I think everyone, uh, even Evan, who hasn't been around for a while, we all went three and three. A little bit down from our week before, where we all were actually in in the green in terms of hitting on our bets. Hopefully we get back to there. Uh, As usual, now we'll start talking about Thursday night football, Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia. We have uh, Philadelphia getting six and a half points at home. The total's 53. Something I saw interesting on this one is that Tom Brady is, I think, 0-10 against the spread in in his last 10 primetime games. So, terrible. It's past his bedtime. Uh, I think Tampa Bay wins this, but I think Philly has that Jalen Hurts come back and cover. I'm not actually picking it, uh, but I definitely think Philadelphia. If I had to pick a side, it'd be Philadelphia in this one. I am in agreement because uh, even when you know they seem to be like, I remember Dallas just blowing out Philadelphia mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago on like Monday Night Football, and I think they ended up covering that spread. And I mean, the game was not close. But all of a sudden, I think it was like 28 to 7, and then all of a sudden you look back and it's like 28 to 22. And uh, that would be because, yes, Jalen Hurts, for some reason, decides that he doesn't know how to play football early on in games. And then all of a sudden he gets down by 30 and then decides that he wants to, I don't know, bring the ball in and get lots of fantasy points. But a fantasy football quarterback doesn't necessarily mean a good quarterback. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't pick this one. I didn't know the stat about Tom Brady. That's a good stat to have. But, mm, you know, you say that he also had 500 yards or 400 yards and five touchdowns last week. So, exactly. uh, you know, I don't think that he's old because he will uh, be very um, uh, offended by that. <laughs> like he has to all everyone who says, ah, everyone wanted me out of here. I'm like, no, everyone is literally just saying that because you're 44. It's not, you are an anomaly. Every other 44-year-old person is not good at football at 44. That's just reality. Don't take it so personal. So, no, couldn't pick this one. If I was, I'd pick Philly. Um, there was something, uh, me and my brother were talking, and Tom Brady also has gotten better looking with age. You ever see that, like the 20 years of his? Yes. And... I was telling him, it's got to be that Giselle is tired of going in with, like, the jock husband to, like, the model meetings, you know? Like, oh, there's a big model holiday party, and it's like, oh, I'm Heidi Klum. I have a GQ model husband or something. And the first 10 years, it was like, this is Tom Brady. He plays quarterback. He wins Super Bowls, but he kind of looks like a jock. I think she went off in the the offseason, got him some facial reconstruction each year, cleaned it up, and now look at him. Looks 10 years younger than when he entered the league. Yeah, there's only a handful of people that are famous that have gotten a jawline after becoming famous. Look at the Kardashians and then Tom Brady. So, yes, the big, the big four, you know. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right, let's move on to your first pick of the week. We have Houston versus Indy. Indy is giving 10 points, and the total's 43 and a half. So I'll be writing an article on this. I haven't picked a side yet. Uh, but you have Houston plus 10. You're back on the Davis Mills hype train. You like those pharmacists, huh? Dr. Davis Mills <laughs> uh, proved last week that uh, he can play football to an extent. Uh, I actually don't – I still don't trust him. 10 on anybody is huge spread. Now, I will say he did it against New England, and he did it against New England – Belichick coach team who historically just crushes. Okay, four interceptions by Zach Wilson in the what second game of the year yep. facing New England. Okay, Davis Mills didn't do that. And I think when Davis Mills came in, you know, I think it was four weeks ago now, I think he had to get his feet wet. And yes, don't get me wrong, Buffalo <laughs> was a nightmare. I think he had a total of like 76 yards going into two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh, Don't get me wrong, but something worked. And I think what he started to do is he's starting to use his running backs a little bit more and check down, check down, check down. Got a little bit lucky last week, but anytime you stick in with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, even if you lost, which they still covered last week, uh, I think that uh, – yeah, I think that I'm going to go with, with Dr. Davis Mills on this one, uh, even because he's getting 10. Also, I watched the full game, the full Monday Night Football with Baltimore and Indianapolis, and there's a couple of things. They had, what, I think that a, a serious lead in, I think it was, we were talking about, it's 14 7 and a half. One of those was the second play of the game. So, okay, sometimes you get splash plays like that, but we're thoroughly outplayed in the third and the fourth quarter and overtime and overtime right which by the way they were a fumble away from me being four and two uh with 30 seconds left in the game and lamar was half a knee down from fumbling on the one again and not going into overtime and then i cover up both the under and indy covering which i did pick so i'm actually thinking that Maybe it's a little bit – I might be overreacting a little bit to the Davis Mills news, but I don't think I'm overreacting to Indy because, great, they get T.Y. Hilton back this week. Fantastic. Um, T.Y. Hilton hasn't been relevant for like three years. So um, I am taking the points with this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking your argument, and the Colts lost a lot of cornerbacks last game. I think they were down to like three defensive mm. backs in their backfield coming it from what they had to start the game. So it's harder to take advantage of a rookie quarterback when your receivers are going to be open. And yeah. was it Chris Moore or was it Chris Moore? I can't remember. Something Kenny Moore. Moore. Kenny Moore. That's what? their corner that's one, and then Xavier Rhodes is the other. Uh, I was thinking uh, the Texans receiver who just, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was mossing people and then just running past everyone. It was a, it was a 50-50 ball. He jumped up and grabbed it and ran. I, can put, I, I think I'm with you on this one, though. Ten points is just way too many for a team led by Carson Wentz that their offense doesn't look good, and they like to run the ball. So if they have a lead, they're not going to try to stretch it out or anything. It's just going to be, you know, mm-hmm. we run the ball, we run the clock out. Not, it's not, definitely not a game you want to watch, but could be one that you can make money off of. No, I'm tempted to take the over in that too, but um, 
you know, or attempting to take the points and into the I don't think I'd go there. I don't think I'd go that far just because who knows? The Colts could give up 40 and then all of a sudden, you know, normally do, you know, it could be the opposite of what we talked about last week, which was you take the underdog, but you take the under, and all of a sudden it was the underdog covering and the over. So I got screwed by that last week, so I don't know if I'm going to play that game this week. All right, let's go on to this next one where we have uh, opposite opinions, actually. So we got Vegas versus Denver. Denver is giving three and a half. The total's 44 and a half. I took Denver minus three and a half, and you got the Raiders plus three and a half. So I do. My opinion is John Gruden's out. John Gruden ran the offense. Now you're going to have an offense that's limited against a good defense. I know Broncos got beat by Steelers. However, I think they do come back and, you know, show up, put the, put the Raiders in their place, and kind of just make things worse for Las Vegas, given all the turmoil around the team. I don't disagree with you, but I don't. I think that Derek Carr has always had John Gruden looking over his shoulder saying, you're not going to be the one. You're not going to be somebody that we are looking at long and even another contract, we're just not convinced. And then he started out just blazing. They went three and zero, and he was MVP front runner. And then these last two weeks, kind of the wheels fell off a little bit. But I think Josh Jacobs is back, and he's healthy. And I think Darren Waller. Anytime you have Darren Waller, that helps. They have weapons on defense. I needed to look to see if they had some other guys getting back on defense. Too. They had two corners that went down. I needed to see if Cam Hayward is coming back. Or uh, Jason, no, Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward? Casey. Casey. Hayward. Casey Hayward. I needed to see if Casey Hayward was coming back this week. But uh, also, I think you even said it. Like, we were talking about this the other day, like a couple weeks ago. Denver was 3-0. and Their combined winning percentages of, of the people that they beat were like, Nine and like thirty. I mean, I don't even know if that something crazy. It, it, like it was that. Owen. It was like Owen nine to the point. To Owen that nine. Point. That's what yep. I was. Yeah, it was. They were Owen nine. Okay. Then they played two relatively good teams, and they lost them both. So, I'm thinking Denver's a facade. I think that Las Vegas gets back on the horse this week, and they're getting three and a half. Is it at, it's at Las Vegas, isn't it? Yep. No, it's at Denver. Oh, no, it's in, it Denver. Is at it's in Mile High. It's in Mile High. It's, sure, I mean, that helps Denver a little bit. But I, I don't know. I think also the best thing for Derek Carr may be that he gets to run his own plays. He gets to change the offense, and he gets to call. I think he's capable of doing that. I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think he was ever comfortable under John Gruden. And... I don't know. I think that clouds out all of that garbage that was in the air. Not having that anymore is probably more of a relief than, than anything. They got uh, – who's their defensive coordinator? Oh, it's another guy who's had previous head coaching experience. Gus uh, Bradley, I think. I think it's Gus Bradley. Uh, Paul uh, Gunther? Oh, Gunther, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, they've got – people with coaching experience there i'm gonna go ahead and take three and a half you do what you want and we'll see we'll see what happens 
So clearly I'm going to win this. I, I think uh, Denver... I think Denver with Vic Fangio is just one of those teams that it should it should have a buttoned up kind of good culture around it. And I think the Raiders come out messy. I, I think if Gruden was there and there was no, nothing around the situation, I probably would lean uh, the Raiders here. So you, you might get me on this. I'm 100% just going with what is in the Las Vegas water right now is just too much for them to overcome. And I think Dallas with a good defense, will get to them early, shake them up, and it's just they're not going to have kind of the emotion behind it. This is not something I usually bet on. For This is like the one time I'll ever do it where I usually just go full, full with my heart and try to just ignore what the teams are actually like. But we'll see if it pays off. If not, congratulations, Connor, you win. <laughs> the Broncos defense, by the way, they got shredded by old hag Ben. Just remind, I just want you to know that. All right, those, he just threw the ball in the air, and he has great receivers that made plays. All right, I, I don't hold that uh, to them. Deontay Johnson yeah. had, like, two catches for, like, 70 yards and a touchdown. It Just good plays by him, not crediting, crediting Ben. All right. Okay, but Juju's <laughs> gone. Oh, all right, so let's go on to the next one, Dallas versus New England. Uh, I like this one a lot. I haven't picked it yet. You have Dallas minus three. The total's 50 and a half. Why'd you go with Dallas? Uh, so for the exact reason that uh, I'm picking Houston in the other game, uh, New England looked awful. They were losing most of that game, and they shouldn't have been. They had no business losing that game. And Dallas all of a sudden has Trayvon Diggs, who potentially may be defensive player of the year, and he may lead the league in interceptions. And so that helps with a, a shutdown ability. But now, here's the thing. They New England doesn't have like great wide receivers, so that doesn't, you know, that really doesn't mean a whole lot. But whoever he is, he's probably gonna shut him down. And Mac Jones is still a rookie, so I don't care how smart he is or whatever. I'm not convinced that. And I, if you get splashed for however many points, 25 or whatever is 22 by the Houston Texans, the De- the Dallas Cowboys are gonna splash like 35 on you. So. Uh, I just don't see that um, see them losing this. I think they're covering. I may take this higher than three, but um, yeah, I don't think it's close. I think it is interesting that Dallas is you know one of the teams people are like suit the Super Bowl esque team. They're they're a top three or four team in the league right now, and they're only giving three points to the Patriots exactly. Here who have been very underwhelming to me. Uh, I think the Patriots have beat, second it right now, the Jets and the Texans. <laughs> exactly. Pretty elite group right there, you know? Uh, now, don't tell me. Now, now, Belichick could throw some sort of screwball here and just throw somebody for a loop. So if Belichick is on your defensive side, at any point, he could just throw anybody for a loop, and all of a sudden, now they're in every game. I get that. But you've got everybody on Dallas's offense to deal with. Not one or two people to try and shut down like he likes. And the Cowboys have put up 41, 36, 44 in their last three games. Those ga- they came yeah. against the Eagles, Panthers, and Giants. Now, the Eagles have had an overachieving defense. The Panthers were rumored to have one of the best defenses going into that game, and they just cut them up. And Giants, yeah. the Giants play football, too. <laughs> 
Uh, so I, I do I do like Dallas. Uh, by the end of the weekend, I might join you on that one. I think I may have just overlooked doing a quick review of but yeah. I, I hate betting on Dallas because personally, nothing... I like watching them lose. It's probably just because of Skip Bayless being in the media, but I just like watching Dallas lose. I might agree with that. It's pretty, it's pretty annoying. Side note, he just picks literally. He will just latch on to someone, and you can't tell him anything, and he just makes the hottest of hot takes. And I understand that that's his job, but anything Dallas Cowboys can do no wrong, no matter what. Tim Tebow oh, is a starter, and he, sh- he should be competing with Trevor Lawrence for the quarterback job in Jacksonville, you know? That's right. That's right. So much stupid. All right, let's go on to the next one. We got the Cardinals versus the hometown versus my hometown, Cleveland Browns. The Browns are giving three, and the total's 49. And this is one that I actually like a lot. I got Cleveland minus three. So luckily, if it's a field goal game, I, I don't get crapped out of it the way I did with Green Bay last week. <laughs> but I think Arizona has come close to losing, or they looked t- bad against Minnesota. They were a field goal away from losing there. And the Jaguars were up on them. I know they quickly turned it around, but I think that was uh, James Robinson really popped off or started his pregame stretch that he's on now against Cardinals. So now you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I know they're both questionable. I expect them to play. I just think yeah. Cleveland Cleveland does well what Arizona can't handle, which is they're going to run it down their throat, and then yeah. uh, they'll be able, hopefully, to contain Kyler Murray with, uh, I don't know if Clowney's back, but at least you have Miles Garrett blocking off one exit path. So it's going to be yeah, hard. Have, Newt, I, Newt Hopkins I, is my only fear. They got great receivers but I think their pressure will be enough. Yeah, uh, Arizona, I think, has one of the smallest defensive lines in the NFL. I think they are just built on being super athletic mm-hmm. on the defensive side, and that's plays into Cleveland's hands if they can keep it. This is similar to what we talked about previously, which is if you can play ball control, which San Francisco did last week, and kept the game 17 to 10. They had long drives. You got Kyle Shanahan just trying to eat up the clock with Elijah Mitchell, with Faye Lance. If they can keep it away from Arizona, you have a chance. And I would say, I would absolutely say the Browns are better than San Francisco. Offensively, offensively. Um, I, overall, better team, I think, though, too. But <clears throat> especially offensively, they don't have a rookie quarterback. And now, Stanahan would be a better coach, but uh, you know it's hard for me to it's hard for me to understand hard for me to think that one of two even if you get one of two of those guys Chubb or uh, uh, Chubb or Kareem somebody's coming back and running for a hundred yards mm-hmm. it's just reality so uh, I can't it's very hard for me to pick this game because I, I hate picking against just high fast-paced offenses because they can put up you know 21 points in an nfl game in a quarter okay so that is huge amounts you get like two maybe three possessions each quarter that's Mm -hmm. pretty much on average they could put up 21 they could put up seven seven and seven yep if you go if you go three and out the problem is you can't go three and out and the browns don't usually do that so i would probably lean with you on this game 
Unless it's the last drive against the char the Chargers last week for the Browns, that one hurt. All they need yeah, to do is two first insane. downs, you win the game, and three and out. Not even not even a yard gained. I think. Uh, yeah, so that hurt. But yeah, I just think I think it's a bad matchup for Arizona, and this hurts because I'm on the Baker doesn't win big games train right now. That's my argument. It's uh. He can lead a team to 12 and he's, he could go Kirk Cousins, lead a team to 12 and five. But can he win, you know, three straight games to get in the playoffs? And I said he needs to get hot like Eli Manning does or did, you know, and just catch fire, blow through the playoffs and be a completely different quarterback. Uh, but I think this is a game where the Browns aren't going to need him to do much. They're just going to need him to play exactly within the Fanski's offense, move the, move the ball efficiently, keep it away from Kyler Murray and constantly make it so that Kyler Murray feels, you know, I have to score a touchdown on this drive. Otherwise, we're going to be down by two scores, and it's going to be a quarter later because, you know, Browns ran the ball for five, six, for a five, six-minute drive and just walked yeah. it in the touchdown. We couldn't stop him. By the way, side note, uh, are they ever – they officially used OBJ as a decoy. They don't even use him anymore. They literally use him to take away your best defensive corner and run him on go routes and run him on out routes and basically take away whatever it is that you are doing with one of your corners. That's it. They don't use him anymore. Shockingly. They're the last drive, uh, not, not the one I just mentioned, the three and out, but the actual last drive, Browns need to score a touchdown to win the game. I sent a message. I'm just like, guys, this is why we have Odell Beckham Jr. on our team. He's the guy. He's gonna. He's gonna be split out wide. You have to throw him the ball. He's the only guy that's gonna get open one on one. And in each play, Baker Mayfield didn't even look at him. He did a first. That's read. what I'm saying. He did a first Seriously. read to the opposite side and then checked down or threw a quick hit. The or the only quick hit to Njoku. To Njoku. And I was just like, "That's fifteen million dollars we threw away. Give me a fourth or fifth round pick." If you're if you're trade not him. if you're I, not, I think you need to trade him. If you're not going to use him, there's no get, point in having him. You got to get what you can out of him on the trade market. Get him, get him to Green don't Bay. Don't know what that is anymore because he's had an atrocious season. But get him to Green Bay. Watch him and Devonte Adams completely shred. Phil, every... you're frozen. All right, so let's move on. You're going back to Carolina. Can't believe you're huh. doing it. <laughs> I think it's like the third it. week in a row. I can't, Carolina, I think Carolina plus two. Versus Minnesota. Uh, this is a game where I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins. And just, I believe more in, by the way, they got Stephon Gilmore. And I don't think he was fully embedded into their defense last week. He is on the pup list. I don't think he can play. Oh, he until, I don't think he can play until week seven or eight. Well, so, he is he not on the field. supposed to come back this week. I don't think he's yes. going to him. So, you know, this may be a reach here. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Chuba Hubbard is capable, pretty capable backup. He was a 100-yard rusher last week, so he, he, he did his job. And, right. And I just, I'm doubling down on Sam Darnold here, okay? <laughs> and that, that sounds so crazy, but Sam, I'm, I only saw a couple of games of Carolina. I haven't seen them the last couple of weeks when they've sucked. I've just seen the highlights, which are mostly lowlights of Sam Bradford, or uh, Sam Darnold throwing picks, which sucks. But, again, 
He's got a ton of weapons. I think this is the last week was the first week that he didn't use DJ Moore in the same way that he had been. He has yet to really use Robbie Anderson this year, which is just absolutely bonkers. I cannot figure out why he's not using those two in combination. But I still like their defense. They should have covered last week, which was stupid. Again, Jalen Hurts towards the end of the game. They were winning, I think, most of that game. Almost all of that game, I think, into well into the fourth. Was it the well into the fourth quarter? It, it was. Uh, it was two score games for a while. I I can't yeah. remember if it was like thirteen to three or something like that. But exactly. it, it was one of those games where they felt like they had complete control because they stopped the Eagles' offense over and over and yeah. over again. So, so to me, I I maybe lightning can't strike twice. I don't know. I just this is a gut call. There's no really rhyme or reason. I don't trust Sam Darnold. I trust Kirk Cousins even less. Um, Dalvin Cook is supposed to be back this week. Um, I mean that defense is super potent, but I just I don't know. I think the defense is better than it's played the last two weeks. I think they get back on that horse, and they're getting two. Like. This is a gut call. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I think it's one of those scenes where I can see Kirk Cousins not having two good games in a row. And Exactly. And I can also see the same logic being applied to Sam Darnold, where it's, he can't have two bad games in a row, or, you know, he can't look that bad. He can look bad and they win, but he just can't look three interceptions, one where I throw right to the defender on an out route. And completely blow it. It was so bad. I just remember watching that. I I was watching Red Zone. And that game hadn't come on at all. Because neither team moved the ball. And then it was. There's the interception. And I think you sent a text like. Panthers just blew. My my (laughs) minus three. Yeah. Yeah. Just so stupid. So. I think they'll be better. I. This is the first time I think Sam Darnold. Is uh. He's still probably got some of that seeing ghost in him built in from uh, the Jets, and his offensive line is bad. So yeah, they get they get Pat Elf back this week. He gets he mm-hmm. comes off of IR, so that helps them as the guard. I think is what they are using him as. Anything's better. Put out like <laughs> put out a bowl of nachos. So, like they have to stop on the way to get to him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a gut call. Nothing really other than that. I just saw that. And my first thought was. Sam, don't fail me now. Don't turn into Dr. Mills. <laughs> and you have them both this week. One of them won't let you down. <laughs> <laughs> odds. And play the odds, friend. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to my last pick of the week. KC versus the football team. I'm, getting, I'm taking the over, 54 and a half. Uh, the football team is a six and a half point underdog Ooh. at home. So, my only logic here is... Kansas City can't stop anyone. Yeah. And they know they can't. So, once they get out to their 21 to nothing league in the second quarter, they're not going to stop scoring. And Taylor Heineke and the Washington offense is good enough to get past the players that the, uh, Kansas City doesn't have, and they're going to yeah. get at least 14, 21 points. I expect the Chiefs to just completely bounce back after that terrible showing yeah yeah at in buffalo or sorry no no at home against buffalo that was an arrowhead yeah that was yep. crazy yeah i think they i think they come back strong they don't want to 
They're, they're in kind of a bad hole. They're two and three, but their division is going to have the Chargers, who are going to be four and one or five and or five and one or four and two, and then Denver and the Raiders. They play each other, so one of those teams is going to be four and two. So they could yeah. it, like. I think they're going to want to kind of reassert themselves and be like, you know, we've looked bad the first five games. They've had some bad turnover luck uh, compared to what they have historically. So I, I really like them to come out strong and just, sorry, Washington, the thing you're supposed to be good at is defense and you guys are a joke. You're going to get molly whopped, go on home and uh, try to win the NFC East, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, Jack Dorio sucks as a coordinator. He was relevant 10 years ago when he was Jacksonville's head coach. Not anymore. Uh, I, was, I was tempted to pick this game, and I didn't. Now that I think about it, I probably will end up pick this game, and I may even take the overhand, the minus 6.5. I'm not sure. Uh, but I may take both. I may take neither. But I would say if I am going, I'm going all Chiefs, and I'm going the overhand, the 6.5. Uh, because, man, I just get so worried because Heineke is not Josh Allen, but he's formidable. Like, he's, like, he had a couple of games where he was really good, a couple of games where he was really bad, and a couple of games where he was, like, eh, he's moving the ball. So, um, yeah, and watching the Kansas City, I watched the full Kansas City game, too. To your point, Tyreek Hill drops a pick six, the Ruzo tipped a ball and it went to him. Hell, hell of a defensive both, play. Both of those are not bad choices by Mahomes, which he will do sometimes. Neither of those were bad choices. So that changes the game. And uh, yeah, I don't know. If this is the game that they just blow up and put it on somebody, it's going to be this one. And if there is a game, it's going to be this one. So yeah, I may end up going with that, but I agree with you. Uh, just a random side note, since we mentioned Skip Bayless. Nick Wright yeah. is slowly but surely killing my love of the Chiefs. Nothing is more fun to watch than the strongest arm quarterback and the fastest receivers in the NFL. Yeah. But seeing him rate things and just blow things up on Twitter about how wonderful the Chiefs are, and it's just starting to drive me crazy to the point where I'm just like, I hope they lose so that at some point you're going to have to suffer and admit you were wrong. Yeah, see, I don't like. I just don't like anybody that is insufferable about a certain team. You just make me hate everything that is about that team. Exactly. Cowboys for Skip Bayless, Nick Wright with the Chiefs. He does the same thing with LeBron too. Inside, yeah. different. He is a LeBron lover. He is a LeBron just sympathizer. So, yeah, um, different sport. That's enough of that. We'll move on now. All right, we got the Chargers versus Baltimore. So excited about this game. This is for, like, AFC dominant. Well, for, for second place in the AFC in everyone's mind because of how great Buffalo's been. Uh, but Baltimore minus three, uh, and then the total's 52. I'm going with the underdog Chargers. I got it at a field goal, which if you're getting it under a field goal, I'd never, ever take because I think it's going to be a real close game. But the Chargers impressed me last week, and the Ravens have not impressed me. Now... Lamar Jackson has impressed me as a passer, and their offense, is, their offense clicks when it needs to in ways I didn't think it could. However, they're not doing what Baltimore does well and what they're known for. Their defense has not looked phenomenal. It 
it got beat up by the Colts. The, the Colts, they, they had two game-winning field goals to put that game away, too. And, <clears throat> and Calais Campbell, first of all, out of his mind, with two. He blocked one, and then he was close to blocking the second one, so it got shanked. Just incredible presence. But I think the Chargers, after what I saw them do to the Chiefs and the Browns, I think they're going to come out. And the first two weeks, they looked hesitant to be super aggressive. They put up, I think, 20 and 17 points against the football team in Dallas. But since then, they were like, caution to the wind. Fourth and three in our own territory, go for it. And fourth and 12, fourth and eight, fourth and whatever distance. Actually, the, the most impressive one was fourth and it was fourth and four. They got a false start and it was fourth and nine against the Chiefs. <laughs> 30, se- 30 or 40 seconds left and they go, we're going for it. We're not even going to mess around. And then they didn't even settle for a field goal, which their kicker eventually missed an extra point in that game. So it was a good choice to not go for like the 10 yard f- the field goal from the five or 10 yard line and actually go for the touchdown. But I am a big fan of Brandon Staley, I think. Is that, is that their coach? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, one, he brought a great defensive scheme to a team that always had good defensive players. And, two, I think he's bringing in a killer mentality for a team full of losers, quote-unquote, because the past four years, the Chargers were the team that lost every game. And beating the Browns last week and beating the Chiefs in those games is like, okay, you guys are actually playing to win games and not, not to lose them anymore. And I think Baltimore's a little overhyped for what they have done. Uh, but I, I'm not saying they're a bad team. I still think they're a top-four team in the AFC. But I think Buffalo and the Chargers right now are just playing some of the best football. Yeah, I think the Chargers are for real. I think Justin Herbert's potentially going to win the MVP this year. And um, I... Man, I the only reason that I'm not is picking this game is because of Lamar. Everything else you just said, I totally agree with. This dude, like, they are like zero to sixty, a hundred percent all the time. Foot on the gas. The Chargers that the Chargers are, and they. I'm, I'm serious. I remember it was like eight minutes left in the fourth. The Chargers are down. They're on their own 40, and I think it was like 4th and 9 or 4th and 8, 4th and 12. Something crazy, like where you're 7 minutes left, you're down by a score. Yeah, punt the ball away. Mm-hmm. They were, didn't even hesitate. Staley said, hey, uh, we're going to let it rip. And he, Herbert threw like a 15-yard in route, which is not like an out route or something that's like a catch and let it run or a, a screen or something like that. He let this thing rip, and they did the same thing against uh, the Raiders Two weeks before that, in the first half, they went for a fourth down, got both of them. They ran a fade to Jared Cook, a fourth and three. Like, what are you doing? And sure enough, it worked out. So the only reason that I'm not picking this game is because of Lamar. The only reason. <laughs> That's, That's it. So part of my logic and argument here is the, Chiefs, or the Ravens have beat the Chiefs 36-35. The Lions, 19-17. Broncos, 23-7. <laughs> And then the Colts 31-25. Good wins. I'm not overly impressed. The Chiefs is, a, like I said, it's a good win. However, if, we're, if I'm getting a field goal to get a team that uh, I think has a good quarterback, great offense, and that is not going to play to lose, I think they can keep it within that field goal range, worst case. So, especially yeah. with, with how 
disappointed I am in what I expected the Ravens' defense to be. Which, of course, there's injuries that have led to that, but come on. And their running game, Tyson Williams is your best running back. Stop giving me Latavius Murray. It's like when the Browns... <laughs> Like when the Browns had Nick Chubb and Carlos Hyde as rookie season, and they ran Nick Chubb four times a game, and he was averaging eight yards a carry. There was Carlos Hyde getting 25, averaging 3.3 yards a carry, but everyone insisted, you know, he's so he he's the veteran. He does all the – no. Get the ball your best players. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I picked Colts last week was because uh, the Ravens won 19-17 over the Lions on the last second field goals. <laughs> So, yeah, totally get that one. Oh, my gosh. Well, Rashad Bateman coming back, I think, will provide a better boost for their offense to start hotter than it has. Because they've been a second half throw throw back into the game and Lamar works magic. Who knows? I think Rashad Bateman would be a steady enforcer there. I don't know if he's back this week. And if he is back, he's not even going to be full go. So that's why I'm still on the charge. All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, We'll go Buffalo versus Tennessee. So... Tennessee's at home, getting five and a half points, and the total's 54. I'm not taking a side in this. However, if I did, I'm going with Tennessee. It sounds crazy and stupid, but this is the game. Tennessee loses to the Jets, then they humiliate the Jags. I can't remember who they beat this year, but I thought they had one solid win. And I just think, think Julio's back, and A.J. Brown is fully healthy. Oh, they beat the Seahawks yeah. and Colts. So much the Seahawks, I thought was a good win at the time. Uh, but I think their offense actually has good weapons. I think they're coming together better. Once Julio and AJ, if AJ Brown realizes how to play football again, they're good. But he has looked, yeah, yeah. he's looked ugly the first few weeks. So I'm betting on yeah. AJ Brown and Julio Jones to not be a joke. And Buffalo is built. I feel like they're built up front to stop the pass and pressure the quarterback, but no one's built to stop Derrick Henry. There's there's no defense. You have, <laughs> you have to go back 20 years to find a defense that can do that. So I'm, go, I'm going with Tennessee to – they're going to get lit up on defense. That's fine, but I think they'll keep it close enough to cover five and a half points. If it gets up to yeah, six, just, that's even better. It's the same thing. It's the same thing that we were talking about, except a better offense with San Francisco. Okay. Like mm-hmm. you have the best running back in the NFL and you can run the clock out and you keep the way the ball away from Josh Allen. Like they are built to beat these type of teams. They just have to do it. Bud Dupree is back this week too for Tennessee. They didn't have a pass rusher like him. So uh, they traded for him in the off season. They got him back this week. Uh, to your point, like, there are just certain games to try and time. Okay, when does it start clicking for Tennessee? They got these new pieces and they got these new players. I don't know when that is. Why do I feel like it's this week? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But I just think that, you know, there are certain times where Rabel will coach up to who he's playing and he will coach down to who he's playing. And I think he will coach up to this one. So it's hard for me to think that it's hard for me to think that they get blown out. You know, five or six, five and a half, six points in, in an NFL game is, is, is pretty significant. Absolutely. But I'm not picking a game that I would take the Titans though. Yeah. I think this is the week it clicks for them. I agree. I, I think I take the over in this one. I, I can I keep doing this to myself where I'm I'm not gonna bet it, but the Monday night games, the Sunday night, Thursday night football games, I feel super biased to take the over 
Because that way, if I'm up at 8.30 at night, it's something that's keeping me engaged <laughs> and excited. Other other than like some of the other games where you're like, all right, it's eight, eight, it's uh, 9 o'clock, game just started at 8.30, and I'm ready for bed. This is, this is a joke. Why am I wasting my time? Another point, Tannehill hasn't. He's regressed sort of back to his mean. Like, he had that crazy good season last year. He sort of regressed back into who he's got now. Julio's been out and all that, but he may regress towards a little bit higher back to his maybe a little bit higher mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe median here, you know, <laughs> a little bit better than maybe a little bit higher than what he did last year, but not to that level. But, you know, math terms, funny stuff. So, whatever. But that's, I think that's it's my I think, thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think he may. He may come back on a little bit now. Yeah, I think if he has his two receivers, it's a completely different game for Tennessee. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, move on to the next one. We got Seattle versus Pittsburgh. The, 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 the quarterback battle everyone wanted all year. Sunday night <laughs> football. Ben Roethlisberger looking like an old man and Geno Smith. We got Pittsburgh mm. giving five and a half points and the total at 42 and a half. Yeah, that's just so atrocious. I don't understand why the total's at 42 and a half. Yeah, they both suck in defense. <laughs> so, like, that, that's it. I, I don't I, get... And uh, Tyler Lockett was running wide open against the Rams all week last week. I Watching that Thursday night game, he should have had four touchdowns and 200 yards. But yeah. I think he got three DPIs, and they had to combine yeah. for, for like 150 yards. And then he had one that I think uh, was just overthrown. But yeah, they can't. I, I don't think they can keep up with. Uh... Sorry, I don't think the Pittsburgh DBs can keep up with Seattle. And the only catch here is if Pittsburgh can get to Geno Smith before he throws the ball. And they have yeah. TJ Watt. So that's why I wouldn't take a total in this one, even though I, th- I would lean Seattle. However, oh, the total looking at me and I, I might take it. Yeah, no, I actually, this is the one that I would probably, this wasn't going to take either one on um, you know, the, 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 the teams, but I would potentially take the over on this one. I mean, their defenses are not good, but Pittsburgh is supposed to be good. They're supposed to be good defense. So maybe the same thing with Tennessee on offense. Like maybe it just clicks this week. I don't know. Yeah. 42 and a half, just so low, especially with, Chase, like Chase Claypool, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Those guys don't catch 10-yard nah, passes. They, they, those, those four guys, though, they catch 30-yard, 40-yard bombs. They, they yeah. don't do routine. So this, I feel like that could be one game where it's three and out, three and out, three and out, 40-yard touchdown, or 80-yard touchdown, 80-yard <laughs> yeah. touchdown in return. And just yeah. slow, it, it, it's, it's painful, but it has a lot of big plays. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Check out now. We'll go with Green Bay versus Chicago. Chicago's at home getting five and a half points and the total's 44 and a half. One, Chicago's three and two, and I have no idea how. Defense. But they're still... They're I, don't, okay. I don't understand it. I'm not going to argue. I just don't understand watching them play. It's just terrible, and they win somehow. And then Green Defense Bay. Green Bay broke my heart last week in Cincinnati. They should have had a much better showing, in my opinion, and they just didn't. It was like they were trying to lose the game, but Cincinnati is not... Talk about winning culture. They don't have it the way the Chargers didn't used to have it. 
I think that's Zach <laughs> Taylor's fault. But I just think Green Bay is looking like less than I want them to. Their defense, their defensive line was good. And I think that will be a big advantage against Chicago, who if you can rush the passer, they don't have an offensive line. So I'm not going to take a side. Not even going to look at the total. I'm just going to say <laughs> Green Bay, be better. I watched that was a, was a childhood fan of them because the Browns didn't exist until 99. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I uh, couldn't take either one of those. Just watching just Green Bay, just, I don't know. I, I just can't, I can't bet them. It's weird. I can bet Zam Darnold, but I can't bet Aaron Rodgers. That shouldn't be that way, but it is, and I can't tell you why. Mostly because I've watched, I think, two games now of Aaron Rodgers, and the one that I watched was his opener against New Orleans, which was a nightmare, and then him not covering last week versus the Bengals. They had yeah. the ball on the five-yard line, first and goal, and they didn't score a touchdown. Didn't score a touchdown. So... They need like someone said, else who can catch the ball. I think that's the only thing holding them back. The fact that it's Devontae Adams and then Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon is their number two receiver. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think that they have bad receivers. They've got some pretty high draft picks. Equinemia St. Brown has like a ghost, and he was like, what, their first or second round pick? Devontae Adams was a second round pick. Uh, you've got uh, who's the other Lazard, who was is six five two thirty. Like, if you can't find him and throw him the ball, don't. And he's and you're telling me he's not athletic enough. You're full of it. Like, I just think he zones in, and that's exactly what people do. Is they're like, oh, okay, he's only gonna throw to these two people. And the when in the red zone, everything shortens. Mm-hmm. Everything becomes smaller. Your safety can now get over to the corner. He doesn't have to cover half the field. He's got to cover t- 10 yards versus 50. That's what happens. So, I don't know. I can't trust anybody in on that one. Completely agree. Green Bay, get your crap together. All right, let's go on to, since we're talking about them, Bengals versus Detroit. You have Detroit getting three and a half points at home. Totals 47 and a half. And I'll take this one. I was going to say, I think uh, after looking at this, I'm liking Cincinnati. Uh, I... I, I, I I you go first. So. I do not think so. All right, I'll tell you why I like Cincinnati after then. Okay, it's very simple, and you're going to be like, yeah, you're right, Connor. Don't take Cincinnati <laughs> in this. Dan Campbell cried this past week, okay? What? All right, that's all you needed to know, okay? Dan Campbell, after the game, bawled his eyes out in front of, in front of the people, okay, in front of all the reporters, asking them questions because of how – bad he felt and how hard his team played and two weeks in a row they lost to 19 to 17 twice on last second field goals and they were competitive with two teams one of them being the minnesota vikings and then uh, the other one being lamar jackson okay two competitive teams even what no matter what you think about Kirk cousins they're semi they're, they're yeah. semi-competitive okay? yeah they got a good offense and they typically beat up bad defenses i'll give you that and and they should have won both of those games. And I'm telling you, everyone wanted to run through a brick wall for them. All of their players were like, you know what, can't do this anymore. And Campbell's a, a, a man's man. He's a football guy. He is just a football dude. Like, I want to play for him. Like, he had Drew Brees text him this week and say, Drew Brees, I saw this today. Drew Brees texted him and said, man, you're doing the right thing. Everyone loves playing for you. I'm hearing great things. Keep doing what you're doing. 
That's why you can't go. You can't you just can't pick this game, Phil. You can't do it. All right. So I'm not going to pick it. Thank you for that. But all I was going to say is the Bengals' best part of their team is their receiving core. The Lions' worst yeah. part of their team is their defensive backs. Give me Jamar Chase, 350-yard touchdowns, boom, game over. Jared Goff ain't coming back from that. But I, I, won't, I won't take it. You're right. Uh, on Sunday, I'll be blowing up your phone saying you cost me money. But uh, I'll take your word for you it. You watch. You watch. I'll take your Text word for it for now. All right. I still got grown man cry, Phil. I still got Jamar Chase for two touchdowns in this game because of how bad Detroit sure. is. And at some point, Zach Taylor has got to get his head out from his up, up his own butt and be like, we suck at running the football. Let's just constantly throw it and constantly throw it to Jamar Chase, who's getting open left and right. Or if, if they double him, we have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, who, like, use Tyler Boyd as your run game. Get him five-yard hits real quick and move down the field. Come on. So it's funny because we were, we were talking about, me and my brother were talking about this. So Zach Taylor and uh, 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 holy cow. Rams head coach Sean McVay grew yep. up in LA together. Grew up in the LA system together. I yep. don't know if they grew up in LA. They run. He runs the offense, the LA Rams offense from two years ago. Okay, that's basically what he runs. Yep. It, it, unfortunately, he hasn't updated. Sean McVay's updated his offense. Zach Taylor doesn't. What he refuses to do is learn from that and use the passing game to open up the running game. He wants to open up the running, have the running game open up the passing game. So he uses the Rams offense, which was really good two years ago. Obviously, when they went to the Super Bowl, but he refuses to update it and come come a long way. I think you need to pass the ball to run the ball, which is the opposite of what he wants to do. Yeah, I think because Joe Mixon's for real. I, I think for, I think they have like you said, Mixon's a talented running back. He Samaji Pirines, I don't think he's a good running back, but I think he's a big physical runner. Uh, but they don't have the offensive line to play the run first mentality game. If you if you want to line up a hundred times their offensive line is going to lose 70 of them. They might win 30 yeah. out of 100 plays, but it's not going to be pretty. So, like, I, I agree with you. Use, use the quick-hitting passing game. You have Joe Burrow, whose talent is throwing the ball accurately, not, you know, with a cannon arm. Let him get the ball to your, the best part of your team, which is your three killer receivers. Yep. All right, let's go on to the next one then. Uh, Rams versus the Giants. We have the Giants getting 10 points at home, and the total's 48.5. I have no interest in this game because Mike Glennon, I think, is going to be the starting quarterback, and all of the Giants receivers are hurt. They're top four. Galladay, Shepard, Slayton, Tony, all at least questionable coming into the week. If I had to pick a side, I'd pick the Rams. I am not going to pick the Rams because this feels like a game... I said this about Tampa Bay, and I ate it last week, where they just don't care, and they're going to win. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they win 100-0 to or 21-20. to They're going to win the game. I just don't trust them to come out and put the Giants in their place the way they should. And if Joe Judge is another one of those alleged motivate my guys, get my guys to play for me, and I think this is a game that uh, they might show up more for. Also, they did show up pretty well against the Cowboys until everyone got hurt. Everyone got hurt. <laughs> yeah, they, that was just like, hey, bring the stretcher back out. Just get him, get, get him, cycle him out, in and out, come on. And then Kadarius yeah. Tony, you know, he got hurt and ejected. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I I can't pick this game only because I could see it being forty to zero, like the Bills versus the Texans, or I could see it being like the Ravens versus the um, Lions, a close one, because all of a sudden everything clicks for uh, the Giants because they're supposed to be the underdog. And I wouldn't say that they shouldn't click. They should click to get ten points. Okay, they should they should cover. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They cover a ten point spread. Exactly. I don't think it clicks for them, but I think they could cover a ten point spread if they do even half of the things right. So it's just a huge game, and I just don't believe that the Rams are going to be motivated. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. The Rams, the Rams feel like LA to me. You know, at our best, we're the best. At our worst, you we don't care. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's go on to the last game of the week. The highlight of the whole week, Miami versus Jacksonville. <laughs> man. This is another man. game. They play football, too. <laughs> what, what is... Jacksonville hasn't covered at all this year, right? I don't know. I think they co- They probably covered once. I have no idea. Let me... Uh, maybe once. Maybe once. I think they have maybe covered once this year. Okay, and... I'll find it for you. I don't even know what the cover. What's the spread here? Uh, three points. Jacksonville is getting three points at home. Miami's looked pretty bad this year, though. That's the only reason I have, I can't pick either one is because Miami's looked pretty bad. And by the way, if Urban's going to win this week, or if, if Urban's going to get a win in the near future, it's probably going to be this game. So, uh, no Tua. It's over in London. They may or may not get Devontae Parker back. He traveled with them, but he's not sure if he's going to play. Uh, your best running back is Miles Gaskin. Like, ah, man, Urban, you better pull this one out, man. Seriously, like, you should be fired after. You should be fired last week. If you don't cover this one, if you don't win this one, you should probably be fired. All right, so you're going to like this one. I just looked up the uh, Jags and. Dolphins against the spread. So the Dolphins are two and three. Jags are one and four. But they each have the worst against the spread like margin. So Miami loses to the spread by 11 points. So that is after Vegas is giving them points each week. They are losing the game by 11 on average. The Jags are at 7.3. Uh, so it's probably the top. The, the two those are, that, those are the two worst. Bottom two. Yeah, yeah, those are the That's those are the point. two, and typically when this happens, it's like you're usually giving point. Like Kansas City's number three because they usually get points, but they've lost three games. Yeah. So it's like you know it looks ugly that way. These are teams getting points against the spread and then losing by a lot. Like just mind blowing. So, <sighs> no interest in this game. Not picking it. Don't have. All I'm saying is Urban's got to win, or he's gonna. Yeah. He's got to win. I completely agree. They just he's got he's got to win or at least lose with his teammates. Don't go up to Columbus, you know, party it up and then hang around a twenty year old. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, that actually uh, covers up everything or covers all the games. Um, Any any last remarks? Anything you're looking for this weekend? Yeah, we're just gonna not lose this week, so. Just understand that we're about to go 100%. So. 
Perfect. Real quick, five and zero. Oh, I'll settle for four and one, or lose. I'll, I'll I'll give them one game that we can lose. But, You're gonna give me the Vegas game. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I'll end up one game less than you because that's correct. You, you got Vegas. That is correct. But I will be missing a win because Cincinnati will cover. <laughs> but <laughs> proud. All right. Well, thank you, anyone, for listening. Um, please reach out to us. Let us know if you like our picks, disagree with our picks, or just have any questions or things we should talk about in the future.